Hey man, when I drop this beat right here, I need everybody to get up. Hello, welcome to the Minds Unlimited Podcast, where we empower others by changing perspectives. I'm your co-host, Dr. Jay Duncan. And this is your other co-host, Jess Z. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome in. We hope you enjoy some part of this conversation. And if you do, make sure you share this podcast out to someone that you feel can relate and needs to hear these gems. Um, and if you are coming back... Thank you, thank you, thank you for continuing to support, continuing to listen in, and continuing to share. We really appreciate you, um, and just continue doing what you're doing. Hopefully, you're getting everything you need from the Minds Unlimited podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. In this season, we have been covering all things about the toolbox, whether that's the metaphorical toolbox, your physical toolbox, but essentially things that we believe you need in life in order to be able to prosper or move forward successfully, right? And this episode is no different. This episode will be titled Emergency Contact. Oh. So, if you think about it, the toolbox, the whole purpose of it was give you things, right? Or things that you should have. Your emergency contact. Anybody that does any type of fixing work, right? knows that hey sometimes you need to call somebody for an assist for assistance right a step further if you get out to the general public whenever you want to apply for something or do something of a let's say a high risk evaluation or a rich level they always have to sign this thing and then sign out who is your emergency contact Mm -hmm. but in context to your toolbox the thing that you walk around with internally in order to help you thrive or get through your day-to-days and setting the other, sometimes we need to have handy an emergency contact, someone in which we can reach out to when things don't go as planned or when we don't know what to do or, and just quite frankly, an emergency. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I feel like when someone is an emergency contact, that means that they are dependable to both answer, Uh to also listen, and to be able to do something with said information that they're getting, right? Uh So there's multiple parts. There's the you know, communication part, there's the internalizing part, and then there's the action part after that and so a lot of times like we look at emergency contacts I feel like maybe that's a U.S. thing or like a capitalism thing but we look at emergency contacts as like the last effort when everything else has been tried Mm. right yeah so I would like to bring perspective from the mental health chairs, right? Unfortunately, in my work, I I hear the bad news when people struggle to um, hold on to some type of hope in life. And unfortunately, sometimes that leads to them trying to take their own lives 
or or giving up. Let's just say that. But real real talk. I know this sometimes it's a grim subject, and I even you know like cringe when I want to talk about it. But realistically, I have to be real with people. This year alone, there have I've known over five five incidents of suicide this year from people range from from young to old, right? And that's five too many. But in many of those cases, the, the narrative usually ends up being the same of, oh, well, this person didn't feel like they had anyone to reach out to. And that is heartbreaking because, to my knowledge, a lot of people are using these quote-unquote emergency contacts as if they're co-signers and not emergency contacts. Mm. There are a lot of folks that have someone to reach out to, but usually that's just to vouch for their credibility, but not necessarily to reach out to when things get hard. Yeah. So this tool is extremely important in my book because when you need it, you don't have time for it not to work out. Yeah, nobody wants to have to worry about if their emergency contact is going to be a liability. Ooh. (laughs) You know what I mean? Worry about if they're going to be judged. Worry about overreaction. You know what I mean? Like, it's a position that matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. And do you know, so here's a common thing. When somebody puts an emergency contact, I have witnessed, a lot of times they put a name and they don't necessarily, like, Oh yeah, I pre-asked this person already. There's like, all right, I'm going to put a name here, right? Mm-hmm. The thing is, when this becomes like a life-saving thing, you might be somebody's emergency contact and not even know it. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with that because for me, I feel like growing up, at least for me, I'm an only child. It was always, you know, your mom, your mom, your mom, your mom, your mom, your mom, your mom mm-hmm. right? That's your emergency contact, and. I feel like a lot of times it's instilled in us that, oh, well, your family will be there for you no matter what, right? Blood is thicker than water, right? But I encourage everyone, if you don't already, to have an emergency contact that is outside of your family. Not saying that you're not close with them, you know what I mean? But, Mm -hmm. like, there are some things that require not an unbiased opinion, but that require actions and moves to be made by someone that doesn't have their whole life invested into you right the bias (laughs) yeah and not saying that's a bad thing right there can be different emergency contacts for different things like the fire department is emergency contact for fires while you know what i'm saying the i don't know Water department is emergency contact for floods. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's different emergency contacts for different things. Um, But I think it's important to know, like, when you need them. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think that to that that point, um, there is emergency protocol almost. Like, you know, stop, drop, and roll. When you call on somebody to be your emergency contact or whatnot, you're expecting something sometimes, right? Or at least, or you're at a point to where you're just like, I just need, I just need somebody to be there. Mm-hmm. But the person that's being called on, even if you didn't know that you're going to be the emergency contact, when you find yourself in this role, there are things that you need to do. You, first off, we shouldn't necessarily be so 
overshadowed by, oh, I'm surprised and I'm your emergency. At this point in time, we can save the surprises for the end after the job is done, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you find yourself in the position, then what do I do now? Yes, that's the that's the next steps. That's the action part, mm-hmm. right? Um, so most people, to be honest, emergency contact is not passive. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Most people, <laughs> right? Um, doesn't mean they're not a good listener. Doesn't mean they don't know how to be still and know none of that, right? But it's kind of like you also want to do some prep work on the other end to make sure your emergency contact has what they need to move forward. So, like, I would put my my mom panics, right? So I would put an emergency contact in my adult life. I put my fiancé as my Uh, emergency contact. I think he's pretty cool. Yes. (laughs) Yes, he is. And he keeps his cool, meaning if he were to need to tell my mom or dad or anybody anything important he will be a great person to relay that message right um but also be action oriented and what's best for me that is my emergency contact for normal you know medical application stuff right um but i also have made sure that he's equipped with you know friends phone numbers Parents' phone numbers, mm-hmm. addresses, you, you know, like important information. Absolutely, because in that in that moment, the emergency contacts understands that they are more of an operator of contact. Correct. They, they're like he sounds like he slash me is very <laughs> aware that if something is going on, I slash he knows who needs to show up. So I assemble the team. Mm-hmm. I assemble the team, and I am very clear with when I assemble the team. Sometimes I, I'll call the team and I go, what's up, J.D.? And they'll know by the tone, the tone or be getting straight to details that this isn't a long discussion. This is more of a of the bat signal. Mm-hmm. And we need information. And, the, and your team has been beautiful. <laughs> I'll just say that. Um, but in, in that function, <clears throat> you see how, like, emergency contacts have different role via the context. There's emergency contextuals as well. Absolutely. You know, you might find yourself in a situation where you need someone to bail you out of of something. You need a certain energy. But you may have more than one person on that list. Who do you call via the context that you're in? Mm -hmm. But also, when you're in a deep place, because this is is a hard topic. When you are in a hopeless place or you feel like this is it— at that point, your emergency, the context of that is you need someone that will be able to give you an ear and be ga- be able to try to get to an action. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And if you have no one, everyone, I, I think that you should program in your phone the number to crisis care, the number to uh, a suicide hotline or, or whatnot. Not because you're going to be there one day, but in an emergency, you don't have time to plan. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't have time to Google. You don't have time to none of that, right? Um, I also feel like we we don't deem certain things an emergency um, because I don't know if it's society or if it's us trying to hold ourselves to this super high emotional, Mm -hmm. physical, mental standard. But, you know, like, 
the phrase like when there when there's smoke there's fire kind of thing like Usually, if someone is in emergency contact, they probably know, like, some part of something that's going on in your life or in a situation that would even make them be remotely fit for that role, right? So, like, I wouldn't call my best friend from fourth grade that I haven't talked to since sixth grade and put her as emergency contact for anything, you know what I mean? But... If she randomly got a call, like, oh, yeah, I remember Lizette and, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so emergency contacts also need to be updated, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, let them know. Making sure, because even if it's somebody or something that we haven't called on a lot, even if we haven't talked to God a lot, even if we haven't been in our word a lot, even wow. if we haven't, <laughs> even if we haven't, you know, talked to our God parents a lot, whatever, you still need to make sure that that number is active. You know, you can still tap in. They're still in the state, still in the country, still available to you. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so those are also things that require a little part on our end, but will make all of the difference in the end. Yeah. Um, two things that pop into mind, and I'll save one for a little bit, but one that immediately comes to my mind. When I was a school therapist, right, it was interesting. I used to, I got called <laughs> as an emergency contact person, right? Because they went through a list of people that got unavailable. And then all of a sudden I get called. I'm like, how, why me? They're like, oh, well, you know, they put down their therapist number. as like the fourth contact or whatnot. Right. And that just goes to show me that sometimes the more equipped you are with building your, your community, in your just-in-case moments. They weren't just calling because it was life or death. It was calling because different reasons or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But the whole point that I'm trying to make here is that you do not have to wait to the most critical emergency in order to have people to reach out to. Absolutely. Because it's like one of those things to where, again, if you see smoke, right, if, if I see smoke, I'm, I'm calling somebody. I'm looking it up, calling somebody something. Because there's no way there's just random smoke signals at 4.59 p.m. on Tuesday. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, but that's that's me, right? Yes. And not everybody feels that way. Not Some people don't want to be a burden. Some people don't want to address what's going on because it could be worse, right? Some people, you know don't feel like people can relate and so to me it seems like as things progress like if you I don't know like if you are checking in with yourself right and you feel like there are small fires everywhere that may not be you know you're going up in flames emergency but that may be something to reach out about preventative mm-hmm. care right there we go speaking my language because <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the deal and you mentioned this before the complex in which we think in now is all or nothing either we're good or stuff stuff is to hit the fan and we need emergency help right now with exclamation marks fire marks smoke all the, all the smokes right mm-hmm. and but that leaves us vulnerable to not recognizing when we needed to have been talking to people beforehand. 
I'm like, uh, it could be worse. It could be worse in every situation. Let's, let me take you on a tour. In a relationship, you should not be seeking help once the rings are now off, right? Or once you're like, oh, we're over, da da da. Now let's start working on stuff now. Like you're already in a heated moment. Yes. So you're in an emergency, emergency. So you need somebody that's able to sit y'all down mm-hmm. versus being like, oh, I noticed that we have communication issues or we disagree at one, two, and three. Let's seek some advice. Sometimes we're putting advice people in emergency situations now where the pressure is on, and yes. they're like, "Oh, I got to." There's no, there's no room for error, yes, right? Yes, yes. Every so in another field, financial, do not <laughs> start talking about. Oh shoot, I have all my credit cards maxed out. Where this, that, and the other. This isn't a shot to anybody, <laughs> but <laughs> is this that and the other? I think that I might reach out to somebody and ask them. You know how to manage this card like yes but you're in an emergency situation so now you have to humble you have to position yourself right yes you can't like your car can't be getting repoed and then you'd be like yo i need to work on this finance option for this the tow truck driver can't help you <laughs> yeah not right then and there that's not right? your emergency contact and then also in mental health there's some people that, that call me up and they're like yo fix my life i'm like cool where can we start well i need this thing to be done like yesterday because i because i made a promise to somebody that i make a change i need it made to change today and i'm like yo bro listen <laughs> if it worked like that, <laughs> if it worked like that, Man. they wouldn't call me a therapist. I'll be a genie, right? Yeah. So some of the some of the characteristics, if we, hmm, if we let me let me put into it like this: if I was like a tool handyman, right, mm-hmm. and I'm walking around with my phone and my tools, and then I I got, came into something I had an electric issue, and I'm not really familiar with that, right? I say, yo, let me call a friend real quick. Call him, get some advice, and then I move forward. Or call him to come out, right? I wouldn't deem that an emergency because I had him in my contacts. Because I had to, he, there was a contextual relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Same thing with other things. Let's say that somebody's good with building stuff and I wasn't good with it. I don't know why I have the toolbox because I'm calling all these different people. And then I get down. I'm like, all right, we got the job done. I use my community of people. That technically is no different than the person that is using the emergency calls. I just have mine on a contextual relationship mm-hmm. to where I call this a reach out while you call that an emergency like call. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because <laughs> if there's a if I built a system around let me reach out when I when I need or let me reach out to check on other people, it's not people know the difference between when I'm in a real emergency versus when I have a routine or a process. Check this out. I was today years old today when I figured this out. The difference between urgent care and emergency (laughs) room. (laughs) Okay. I was today years old. I don't even judge you because most people don't know. Wow. It just hit me literally as you were talking. What? Now that's right. I thought you was being sarcastic. No. Okay. (laughs) Like dead serious. Okay. Uh So like urgent care it's like when something happens in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. And you you just need answers, okay. right? Okay. Like they may not be open 24 hours a day, but to prevent a trip to the emergency room, mm-hmm. right? You want to get something double-checked at urgent care. You want to get something looked at, evaluated, Right. Okay. Urgent care. Okay. I see what you're doing there. (laughs) And so by the time it gets to emergency room time, you know, that's when 
there's been multiple trips. That's when there's been, you know, something popped up and or popped off or popped <laughs> off. Right. And you had no I like it wasn't expected. Right. And I feel like urgent care is more so of like something happened. It's, you know, an inconvenience or something happened and I'm trying a couple things and they're not doing getting the outcomes that I expected. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like we should also have like urgent contacts as well. Like if something is urgent on our mind, on our heart and our spirit, right. People that we can reach out to before it gets to the point where like it's make or break. Absolutely. 200%. 200%. And that was the second point. That's what you point. were saying. That, yes. <laughs> yes, because that was the second point I wanted to get to is that ideally you can save the emergency call for the emergency if you build an urgency system and then a regulatory checkup system and then maybe a, a spontaneous conversation system. Mm-hmm. This is what I mean, that if you're – a lot of us, especially after COVID, community moves a little different than it did before. You just – right? But we saw with all the isolation and whatnot, we really saw the legitimacy and the strength of our different friendships, whether they were real or they weren't real, whether they can sustain, you know, non-social um, contact. Because some of the social stuff was via, via convenience. Mm. Um, conveniently around these people, so I'll call on my friend, this, that, and the other. But who could you call when it's inconvenient to be in person now? Ooh, that's you know deep. what I mean? So ideally, when you have an issue or whatnot – I challenge people to be someone's uh, accountability partner or talk to partner and have someone of your own. Like if that you both serve that for each other, cool, but you're able to find a confidant that ha- that you can trust mm-hmm. and not just because of convenience. Sometimes even relationship is convenient. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you sometimes build, family is convenient. Absolutely. But not to say that you can't find that in them. But that you build a structure, a some type of reach out structure so that there's checks and balances so that the emergency slot can really be saved for the emergency. And you won't be the person that cried wolf. Mm. Right. And I know that this gets to the serious topic, which is, you know, when we talk about life or death, when it comes to taking one's life because of negative feelings and this, that and the other, that's emergency, emergency. And I hope that when if that time comes for you that even the person that you might accidentally call may be available and may know how to do the emergency protocol. Mm-hmm. Or you have been in contact with your your urgence. So, you know, it makes it not easier, but, you know, the more times you are set up for success, the more times you're willing to try, sometimes at least, Absolutely. right? So if you know your urgence, you know haven't been pushing you to the side, haven't been neglecting your feelings, haven't been, you know what I'm saying, like calling you a burden, then maybe when it comes time for an emergency, Mm -hmm. it's not as difficult to pick up the phone. There's one less thing to worry about. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, y'all, we can't depend on other systems to run this part for us. It's not built for that. Right. Your job may not know exactly how to help you in these areas. Your family isn't going to automatically just know unless they've had some experience with or or searching for that knowledge. Right. The the world social media isn't just going to come to you and send you notifications. Go, oh, look, we we know that you haven't been working on your uh, social and emotional hygiene for yourself and or your community or others. Right. 
So no one's going to just look at two people and go, you know what, you two will be good for each other to be each other's safeties plan or to have regular conversations and check-ins. No one's doing that for people. So we can't wait on it to just pop up. Sometimes you got to check the relationships you have to see if are anyone is anyone chosen, right? Mm. Is anyone mm-hmm. valid? Are you valid for somebody? And if not, you can you find a community to where you could find that? Because it's not just naturally going to happen just because oh, I want somebody to talk to today. Where are they at? That's really when you find out that you don't really have people. It's when you wait to that portion. And then you're like, dang, I, I want. You know what I mean? Or at least this is, I try not to give a lot, a lot of business, but this is real. This is real. And I hope that someone hears this portion because I can't uh, it enough that it is good to be, it has the word say, in communion with folks. Mm-hmm. Not just anybody, but somebody. For you and you for somebody. Absolutely. I so love that. That's your toolbox. That that's that's one of the keys of like, yeah, you walk around, you may have all the tools, but you might find out that you you need to call somebody. You know? Mm-hmm. So And you can. And you know can that you can. That's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, because you I mean Last thing, I swear. No, you're good. I'm just saying. <laughs> you might be a professional at what you do. You might be professional at taking on life. You might be a professional She's staring at, me. at <laughs> <laughs> dealing with your emotions, right? But that does not mean that you know all. Yes, and ma'am. so even doctors in the midst of the crisis have to call emergency care, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm setting one up immediately. <laughs> immediately. As soon as I feel the pressure. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Immediate. Tell me what oh to do. My God. Because there are certain situations where I, I, I stutter, don't know what to tell me what to say. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was no shade, but you know. Hey, you know, I love it. I'll take it. That's cool. Hopefully, somebody learned from it, right? Absolutely. So, with all that being said, y'all, the smallest change in perspective can change your life. Peace. Peace. Update your emergency contacts. (laughs) Indeed.